0: You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley, and we are continuing our series of ranking the five best players at every position in Detroit Tigers history. We're going to get on to third base today. Thank you guys for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every day. Free and available on all platforms. So, third base. okay? Third base is a little interesting. Interesting is a stupid word. Third base is whack. It's whack. Uh, the, the Detroit Tigers do not have a plethora of of very good third baseman uh there there is not a clear top really anything Uh, I think there's a pretty clear top two and you know with all due respect to those two um I I don't know like you'll see you'll see like it's it's not a it's not an incredibly deep position historically for this team uh, it's not an incredibly top-heavy position historically for this team. Uh, it, 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 it's hard to pick a, a fifth. I'll, I'll say that too. Pick it, It's actually so difficult that uh, I, I kind of cheated and didn't even really pick a, a for-sure fifth. But we'll, we'll get into that in a sec. I, I, I just, with every other position we've done this far, Miguel Cabrera we're not counting as a third baseman, by the way. we can uh, We can get that out of the way right now. Miguel Cabrera was was number one in first baseman, and that is where he will remain and stay. We're not going to have Miggy be in uh, in in third and first, <clears throat> but it's every other position. Catcher, there was a very clear top two. First base, very clear top two. Second base, very clear top two. Shortstop, a very very clear top one. Third. I, I still think there's a pretty sizable cutoff after two, um, but they're not as far ahead, speaking in, in terms of the, the gap in between two and three. Uh, I, I would say third base has pretty comfortably the smallest gap in between that, that cutoff of two yeah, I mean the cutoff at one, the cutoff at two, the cutoff at three—just any, any of the cutoffs, any and all of the cutoffs. Uh, there, there is a pretty, pretty small gap between all these players. There, there isn't uh, an overwhelming, overpowering. Oh, this guy obviously should be number one again. Miguel Cabrera, not a third baseman, and there's also uh, not. There's certainly not a clear cutoff after five or after four. I should say. I, I. I I'm pretty confident and comfortable with my top four and the order that they're in. Picking a fifth was so impossible that I didn't. Uh, my, my fifth is, I guess, going to be Jamer Candelario because I think when it's all said and done, assuming he stays on the team, he will probably already be in there because third base is not, uh, like I said, a very good... Not, I don't want to say not very good, because that, that discredits a lot of these guys that had solid careers, for sure. Um, but, but they're certainly not a clear top five, and a clear five, specifically. Uh, there's a lot of just you know above-average, solid players that have played third base for this team over the years. Um, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it as we get deeper and deeper into it you will uh, you, you will certainly see what I am talking about. But just a weird position to rank, man. A really, really weird position to rank. So, I mean, we have Jamer, who I guess is going to be my, my makeshift five if I have to pick somebody. But that's even more of like I think he, he will be that in a couple of years, assuming he sticks around more than it is he is right now. I mean, his his career war at the moment is 7.8. And, you know, you hear that and you're like, oh my goodness, how could he possibly be five? Well, like, the the if you're just looking at war, which I look at a lot of stuff, this is not just a war ranking. That wouldn't be any fun. Uh, or accurate, in my opinion. Um, if, if you're looking at, like, the most war accumulated by a third baseman in Tiger's history, the person that is five has 12. So, Candelario having having well he has eight point one there you go so Candelario having eight war is not like that ridiculous of a of a drop off after I don't know it's 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 all it's it's all weird everything's weird um, with this position so for now Jamer age twenty seven just came off two phenomenal seasons one of them in a shortened COVID season. Which uh, which obviously is uh, kind of hurts the numbers a little bit, um, but having having over one and a half war in fifty two games, and uh, after I want to say it was after like the seventh game of the season or something like that, he went absolutely gangbusters and uh, just had an incredible last like forty games of that shortened season. And then he carried that over into a very very nice season this year about average defensively maybe slightly ever so slightly below average defensively um and then uh very very solid and respectable offensive season 271 average 351 on base percentage 443 slugging percentage that's a 119 wrc plus he had a 138 in the shortened season last year um I mean a, a double digit percentage walk percentage, a little over twenty percent K percentage the last couple of years. Uh the OPS numbers in 2020, 872 in 2021, 795. He had it at 800 and then hit a, a mini slump there at the end of the season to to just get him below uh eight hundred. So I again like, I guess that's good. We might as well just do the honorable mentions now since we're kind of just making up fifth anyway. Uh, Tom Brookens deserves to be in that conversation. About 10 war accumulated for the Tigers at the third base position over his career. Played for the Tigers from 79 to 88. But like Brookens, his career high in war was 2.1 in a season. And then every other year was like between 1.1 and 1.6. Like that was every other year. So like that again, solid you know, career, was a staple at third base for a long time, uh, won a ring, right, was, was a star, played 113 games on a team that won a ring, like, more more power to them, credit where credit's due, um, Don Wirt deserves to be in that conversation, great name, um, Don Wirt was the the third baseman for the 68 team, and like he had a couple of decent years, like a three and a half WAR season in '65, a two and a half WAR season in '67. But like again, career WAR was ten and a half. Like you know, a solid career, uh, but certainly wasn't the focal point of any of those teams. Uh, Pinky Higgins, another incredible, incredible name. Uh, he played for the for, for the Tigers from '39 to '44. Uh, joined the team right after they had won a ring in 35 – well, a few years after they would won a ring in 35 and then left the team right uh, after the 44 season and they would end up winning a ring in 45. So uh, bad luck. But, I mean, he had a four-war season in 44. A uh, couple of – I mean, and then again, like the rest is, you know, 1.2, 1.9, 2.5, 2.2, like solid war. His career wars is almost 28, um, but in a tiger's uniform in his what five, six year career, uh, tiger's career, um, at, you know, it it was about one war to two and a half war with the outlier of the four war season, his last season with us. So, uh, like he deserves some credit. He, he has 12.2 war, uh, and as a tiger's third baseman, Marty McManus deserves some credit. Uh, Marty was, uh, the third baseman in 29 and 30, but then when he, he only played for us for four years in the first two years, he was a second baseman. So like that one's a little weird. Um, I mean, we can throw Nick Castellanos in there. Like why not Shane Halter, but he's, was more of a utility man, just kind of played third base. Sometimes, uh, the one person, the only other person I definitely want to make sure I mention is Aurelio Rodriguez, who is, Uh, One of my mom's favorite players ever. Uh, uh, Very, very fun third baseman to watch. Very, very good defensively. And was not incredible with the bat by any stretch. A career OPS of 626 and a career high of 688. 688 is literally the best OPS he ever had in his career. So certainly not a very good hitter. Career WRC plus of 73. Pretty rough, but, uh, but a phenomenal defender. Um, would end up winning the third base gold glove and f- being the person to snap Brooks Robinson's ridiculous, like whatever he had, 10, 12 years in a row as uh, being the gold glove winner for American League third base. He was the one that that finally got, uh, was the first person not named Robinson to win a gold glove at third base and. In a very very long time, so uh, credit again, like a, a very very good defensive third baseman, but was a pretty much a liability at the plate. Eight career WAR at third base for the Tigers. Like I said, Castellanos you can throw in there. Um, just not a very clear like fifth person to put at third base. So that is why I guess we're if I have to choose, I'm gonna pick Jamer. But instead, we're just kind of kind of do a top four and then mention all the honorable mentions that could be. Uh, at third, let's get into the, uh, the, the rankings that are actually rankings, the top four solidified top four. But first I got to tell y'all about built bar, the holiday, this holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. That's built bar filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat while also being high in protein you get the best of both worlds delicious and healthy there's so many flavors you'll have a hard time choosing well you have that raspberry that mint brownie cherry double chocolate cookies and cream peanut butter brownie there's so many flavors to choose from yeah if you want to cozy up to something something warm here's a holiday secret i just tried this the other day actually Dip your Bilt Bar in a piping hot cup of cocoa. Let it melt a little bit. Give your beverage a little bit of that built Bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nice melty built Bar to go with it. Be sure to have a couple napkins on hand, though. No, it can get messy. I can confirm it is delicious, but definitely have napkins on hand. You like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays? Well, you need to get your hands on built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, marshmallowy through and through different flavors, all of it, all covered in chocolate. They taste so good, you won't believe that they're also filled with protein. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off of your order. It's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, everybody. We are back here for segment 2 of Locked On Tigers. I am, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms. We're heading into our actual rankings now, the uh, the top four. And th- like I said, it, it's a weird position. It's a weird position. There's not very many clear cutoffs or uh, big gaps in talent and production uh, between the, the the third baseman in the history of this team. But that being said... I do think that there's a pretty solidified top four. And we will kick that off with number four, Ray Boone. Ray Boone played for the Tigers from 1954 to 1958. Uh, He played, what, ages 29 to 33. And he had a couple of very, very impressive years with the Detroit Tigers. Uh, One of those... Being in 1954, where he had a five war season, he was a plus, a, just barely a plus defender throughout his career. was pretty net zero defensively, but uh, he, he could hit, man. If, if you don't know Ray Boone, now you know. Uh, he, he he could hit the rock a little bit. Uh, in 1954, he had a 295 average, a 376 on base percentage, and a 466 slugging percentage. And in his career, had an 11.5% walk percentage and an 8.7% K percentage. That is 3% higher of a walk rate than a K rate. Very, very impressive. Uh, a 275 career batting average. As far as the OPS goes, he had a career 790, just about 789. Uh, but in his Tigers career, 842 OPS in 54, 822 OPS in 55, a 920 OPS in 56 and a 771 OPS in 57. Uh, his war numbers by season in his four full seasons here, 4.9, 3.7, 3.9 and then one his last full season here in 1957. Uh, Ray Boone was was a baller man. I mean one of the one of the heavy hitters in this lineup and while the the late 50s and mid 50s really weren't a uh, weren't like an overpowering fantastic era for the Detroit Tigers that was kind of the in between of after the uh the the 40s teams the 30s and 40s teams had started to fizzle out but before all of the core for the 68 team had really gotten there so it was kind of in a weird in between era and there was this few-year stretch of, of glue in between those two eras, where Ray Boone was one of the best players on the, the Detroit Tigers, and he again is is I, I ta- I've said this phrase a lot, but uh, he's one of the guys that have kind of slipped through the cracks of Tigers history because of that, because he didn't uh, he you know sandwiched in between two incredible eras that everybody knows about of Tigers history. Um, and uh, Ray Boone kind of kind of looked over and forgotten about so he deserves a, a ton of credit for that era and, and being one of the best players on the team in that era a couple of fantastic again uh, had a five war season and two damn near four war seasons right after it I mean Ray Boone was was very very good and and uh, I feel very comfortable giving him the fourth best third baseman in tigers history now we're gonna get into three and we're gonna make people upset and there's see the the thing is it's my show and there's nothing you can do about it like there's really nothing you can do about the fact that i'm about to do this there is nothing you can do you you can turn the show off i guess i already got your listen thank you very much for your support so like you can do that i guess you can turn it off in anger but like I, i i've already won and i can do this and and you can't like there's nothing you can do. You can send me a nasty dm on twitter and i'll ignore it. If that helps you cope, you can do that. But the third best third baseman in Tigers history is Brandon Inge. It and there's there's nothing you can do about it. That that's like the most amazing part to me is there's literally nothing you can do about it. That's just how it is. He had a 4.2 war season. In 2006, a 3.2 WAR season. In 2005, a two WAR season. In 2009, and then a lot of one to two WAR seasons uh, in in and around those uh, kind of better seasons of his career. A 233 career average, a 301 career on base percentage, and a 384. Career slugging percentage that brings him to a 685 career OPS. His career high in OPS was 2004, actually, when he had a 793 OPS. Uh, 2006 was a 776. That was uh, 2006 is pretty comfortably the best year of his career. It's not particularly close. Uh, and in that season, he had a 97 WRC plus. So the 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 comfortably the best year of his career. He was a slightly below league average hitter. Uh, Home run totals, I mean, 152 career homers. Had a 27 home run season in 2006. Another 27 home run season in 2009. uh, 13, 16, 14, 11, 13, sprinkled in and around that. Um, Brandon Inge, for those who, who aren't aware is my favorite athlete of all time, any sport, any era, any team, any anything. I, I have a plaque of Brandon Inge in my bedroom that I've taken with me to all of my places uh, that that I have lived in my life. He is comfortably my favorite athlete of all time. And so there was no way he wasn't making this list. And after doing some research and looking at the Tigers' third base situation, there was no way he wasn't going to crack the top three either. It was just going to happen. And why is Brandon Ninja's war numbers still decently respectable while he basically was, uh, I mean, his career WRC Plus is 81 he only had two years his entire career that were 100 or better. That was 2005, he was exactly 100, and 2004, he was a 108. Besides that, but what, what as far as weighted runs created go, a below-league average hitter. He is maybe the most underrated defender of this entire era and one of the most underrated defensive third basemen in the history of the game of baseball. In 2006, he had 24 defensive runs saved at third base. In 2007, he had 16. 16 is still insanely good. It's just right after a 24, which should be a slam dunk, surefire Gold Glove nomination. But Gold Glove is rigged and a joke, and Derek Jeter won a lot of them, so it barely matters. We're getting a lot better. The the late the last couple of years, we're starting to actually look and... Look at numbers and not just think, oh, he made no errors, he was good defensively, or he made a lot of errors, he was bad. There's a lot more to defense than that. And Lately, we've been getting better as, a, as an organization, as a community, as a voting committee, but uh, not in the mid-2000s. 12 defensive runs saved in 2009, 10 in 2010. Uh, even way past his prime in 2012 in only 670 innings, he had a plus 6. In 2005, he had a plus 9. He was that dude at third base. His UZR, 21 in 2006, 10 in 2007, 6 in 2009. He had a career 73 defensive runs saved in about 9,000 innings at third base and a career 46 UZR in obviously the same amount of innings. Um, He was unbelievable at third base. And if you don't know, if you were too young for that era, or if you just hate him, because for some reason we all decided we wanted to hate Brandon Inge after he got bad, like really bad in 2011, Um, for whatever your, your reasoning is, there is zero denying that he is one of the best defensive third basemen to ever put on an old English D, and whether you like it or not, he was an important part to that mid-2000s run the Tigers had, and specifically that 2016 where he had an over-four-win season. Undeniably a very important part of that team. My nine-hole hitter for life. Uh, I love you, Brandon Inge. Now uh, now a coach at U of M doing awesome things. Uh, his son is on the radar for uh, coming up and, and trying to make a baseball career as well. I, I, I love you, Brandon Inge. I absolutely adore you. And he will be the third ranked third baseman in the history of the Detroit Tigers. Let's get into the top two here. But first, I got to tell y'all about Bet Online. AG. BetOnline has you cover this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues to march through the College Bowl season and into the Pro Playoffs, BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just using promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Taking advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online remains the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, so don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing new offers available. Bet online where the game starts. All right, everybody, we are back here for our third and final segment of Locked On Tigers. Going to get to the top two third basemen in Tigers history, coming in at number two. We have the Fryman. Travis Fryman will be our second best third baseman in Tigers history. And uh, again, th- this whole top four, I think there's a pretty reasonably clear top two. And I think there's a pr- it's pretty clear of, of who is three and four. You can debate the order. And then five we've already talked about is a huge mishmash of like eight people that could all be fifth. The debate for who goes one and two is a very interesting one, because even though number one, we'll, we'll get into that when we when we reveal who one is, I guess. But Travis Fryman, I, I guess my point is, it was a damn good ball player and has a legitimate gripe to be the greatest third baseman in Tigers history, and that's somewhat of a testament to uh, historically how weak I guess you would say for lack of a better term no disrespect to anybody the position is historically in this organization um but also it's it is in the same breath a testament to how kind of overlooked a lot of these guys are and how underrated and and overlooked is the word Travis Fryman is and again he played in an era where uh, Tigers baseball wasn't at its best, was the Tigers third baseman from 1990 to 1997, ages 21 to 28, but had a lot of really good seasons. I mean, look at these these war numbers. Um, a two-war season as, in 66 games as a 21-year-old rookie, then 3.4, 4.1, 4.5, 2, 3.5, 2.1, and 3.1. I mean, those are those are damn good numbers. Those are borderline all-star numbers, consistently, all throughout his entire Tigers tenure. Um, was a solid defender uh, and was a was a good hitter. I mean, career one hundred three WRC plus, and in his uh, peak for the Tigers, which was from nineteen ninety 1990 to nineteen ninety four, his WRC plus was 130, 106, hundred six, one hundred three, one thirty two. And then 101. Um, had had, a, had several really really impressive seasons. A career 780 OPS, uh, 865 OPS in 1993. Um, I mean, all, he he was a very well-rounded all-around. Again, solid. Not not you know not Brandon Inge level or Aurelio Rodriguez level of defense, but a, a solid plus defender. And a solid plus bat. Wasn't uber incredible at either, but was a very good all-around player. And, again, I mean, had a, had two seasons with more than four war. I mean, that's really damn impressive. Um, that 1993 season, 22 homers. I mean, he, he was pretty much going to give you 15 to 22, 23 homers. Uh, pretty much year in and year out. And that with uh, being a slight plus defender is, is going to make you a pretty valuable ball player. 223 career home runs, man. Really over 1,000 career RBIs. Really, really overlooked in the landscape of, of, uh, of Tiger's history. 274 career average. We already talked about the career OPS. Um, the home run totals, 22, 15, 18, 22, 20, 21. And then he had nine in 66 games as a rookie. A 170 career isolated batting average, just or isolated slugging percentage, all around. Just a, a really solid all-around player, and that is that will transition us into our number one third baseman in Tigers history, which is George Kell. And I have a book hanging within about ten feet of where I'm sitting, uh, titled "Hello Everybody." I am George Kell, and it's signed by George Kell. Um, met him in quotes uh, when I was like an infant, so I didn't really meet him. But uh, I, I, I was graced with the presence of George Kel, uh in the Hall of Fame, in the Hall of Fame as a Tiger. And while it's kind of a stretch on if he should have or shouldn't have been in the Hall of Fame, I'm not gonna. We have a hard enough time getting the players and that wear Tigers uniforms that actually deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. In the Hall of Fame, that I am certainly. Not gonna complain if we have somebody that probably, in the landscape of everything, didn't, doesn't, isn't like up to par with, uh, with the standards of the Hall of Fame. Um, that snuck his way in. Not gonna complain at all. Third base is already a, a tough enough position to historically, just in the landscape of baseball, to um, be a Hall of Famer at. And he had a three hundred career, three oh six career batting average. Very, very respectable. I mean, very good. 361 on base percentage, 414 slugging percentage. That's a 781 career OPS and a 111 career WRC plus. Uh, 78 career homers. Only had one season his entire career. We had double-digit homers. The interesting thing is he, he makes the Hall of Fame and he goes in as a Tiger. He had 38.2 career war and he had 23.4 of that in a tiger's uniform but he was only a tiger from 1947 to 1951 like he he played four full seasons as a as a as a tiger like that that's it and that's the hat he's wearing in the hall of fame in Cooperstown and and became a, a broadcaster for the tigers and is one of the the most loved and renowned broadcasters in tigers history as well and uh, I I so back to the Travis Fryman like I I George Kell was kind of similar in the sense that he wasn't a, a uber like super incredible hitter but he was a solid hitter well above average and he was a solid defenseman an above average defender um, and put together a couple of really good seasons I think what did it over for me at the end of the day is that George Kell is in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> No matter how much you think he he deserves to deserves to be in or doesn't deserve to be in, uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the Hall of Famer at the top. Even though it again it is I think it's a lot closer call than people give it credit for. I mean truly I I think that uh, this is someone that I think Travis Fryman is someone that very much has a case and and a case that you could potentially win. To be the non-ironically the best third baseman in Tigers history, uh, George Kell does have a 5.2 WAR season in 1950, a 4.9 WAR season in 1949, a 3.7 in 1950. So the peak was probably slightly higher on Kell's side, but Fryman played for the Tigers for longer. But then George Kell is a Hall of Famer, so it 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 really is interesting. And third base is just kind of a weird position, man. Just a weird, weird position. So we're going to go with George Kell at one, Travis Fryman at two, Brandon Inge at three, and there's nothing you can do about it, Ray Boone at four, and then a hodgepodge of a ton of honorable mentions that could be five. But if I'm forced to choose one, I'm already just going to put Jamer there because uh, i think that one gives me the best chance of like in a couple of years and now being able to look back and be like oh see told you he's the fifth most war in tigers history at third base or whatever that's more me just playing it safe and covering my own ass i guess but that'll do it for our third base list on to left field tomorrow same time same place right here baby uh thank you for making locked on tigers your first listen every day now make your second listen locked on bets your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs locked on bets hosted by your boy q and expert analysis and insight from lee sterling it's free and available on all platforms uh back here tomorrow that's it if you have any complaints about third base if you want to slander brandon inge that's a quick way to get blocked um i'm just kidding but i will ignore it (laughs) and we're on to left field tomorrow baby Peace and love. Going to Therapy's Dope. I'll catch you tomorrow. Go Tigers.